Oh, good morning. Okay, guys, I've just moved locations in my house like six times to find a filming spot without crazy bright light shining in and just destroying the footage. So we are doing today's episode on my living room floor, uh, which is wonderful. So raise your hand if, like me, you're super confused about what's happening in the job market right now. People are resigning from their jobs in spades. Businesses and employers all across the country are declaring that they can't offer their services properly because of huge labor shortages, while at the same time, unemployment rates are steadily dropping back down to pre-pandemic levels, and the economy has been on an absolute tear. So what the fuck? I have no idea what's happening. It's crazy out there. But what I do know is that more and more people are looking towards entrepreneurship as a way to escape things like the corporate ladder and glass ceilings and gender and race pay gaps and low income to cost of living ratios in big cities. And I think that this change is commendable. I get super excited thinking about all the different businesses and innovations that have the potential to come out of this period of time. And I think that a lot more people are cut out for entrepreneurship than we realize because it's not really taught to us and made available to us in school as a viable career opportunity, which is something that I hope to see change in the upcoming years. Now, I have been self-employed for my entire adult working life, so I am all in on this lifestyle. I currently have and have had a number of small businesses, some of which worked, some of which didn't, some of which the jury is still out on. So I felt like I had something to say on this topic. And for today's episode, I wanted to speak to the financial side of being self-employed, specifically to anybody out there, maybe yourself who's considering quitting their job to start a small business. I wanted to talk about how you can set yourself up for success as an entrepreneur financially before you quit your job aka how to keep paying your bills when you're starting a small business. And with so many people flocking to the world of self-employment right now, I don't wanna be the bearer of bad news, but I feel compelled to talk about the statistics that 10% of businesses fail within their first year and 70% fail within the next two to five years. This means that only 30% of the businesses that people are currently quitting their jobs to start right now will have any sort of long-term success. And I personally don't wanna see 70% of the new excited entrepreneurs finding themselves suddenly thrown back into the job market that they just left. I wanna see so many more people be able to continue with their entrepreneurial dreams. So if you have a business idea that you've been considering quitting your job to get started, then stick around for the questions that I think you should ask yourself before quitting your job and YOLOing all your money into your business idea for the next greatest banana stand. Hello, hello, and welcome to the How to Adult Show podcast. I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and this is your go-to guide for personal finance information every time you find yourself asking, why didn't anybody teach me this stuff in school? Each week, we bring you a new lesson to coach you through getting your financial life together so that you can create financial security, start building wealth, and design a life that you truly love. Thank you so much for spending some time with me here today. Now, let's get started on today's lesson. Entrepreneurship is a really great lifestyle, and I'm never gonna tell you otherwise, but 
it's important to recognize that working for yourself is often over-glamorized in its portrayal. And it's important to make sure that you're focused on starting a business that will solve a problem and that will help your clients instead of starting a business that lets you take great social media shots and have people on the internet fawn over your wonderful entrepreneurial lifestyle as you hop from coffee shop to coffee shop and sip drinks at Soho House between your meetings with other fabulous CEOs. If that's the picture that you have in your head for entrepreneurship, then that's totally okay. You can go for that, absolutely go for it. I don't wanna discourage you, but rather to point out that you need to make sure that you're offering great value to other people, to your clients first, in order to get to that dream. So diving in, the first question that you should ask yourself is, what problem does my business solve and what value do I offer my potential clients? Instead of being obsessed with the lifestyle that you picture having as an entrepreneur, become obsessed with how you and your business can improve the life of your clients. Being obsessed with your client's success and happiness or well-being or whatever it is that you offer them is the first step towards making sure that you don't join that 70% of business owners who have to close their doors within the first two to five years. As an example of this, I want to take a look at the many, many people who are trying to start their careers as social media influencers right now. And I don't want to seem like I'm picking on this type of business because there are a lot of really great and savvy entrepreneurs out there who absolutely kill it with the social media influencer business model. It can be really great. What I wanna point out though is how specific you need to get when you're answering the question, what problem do you solve and what do you offer your clients? When you look around online, it seems like a lot of these influencer type businesses say that they provide inspiration to their clients. They wanna lead a life and photograph a life that's inspiring to people visually and that people will follow and watch in awe of their cute slippers and cuddly puppies and cozy at-home loungewear. And frankly, that's just not enough. Yes, you can offer inspiration when you're running an influencer business, but you need to offer more than that. Does your business model save your followers time or money or energy? Does it provide them with connections that they need? Does it provide diversion and entertainment? How can it impact their day-to-day -day life for the better? And what are you gonna offer them to get them raving about your business to all of their friends and families? Focusing on this is what's gonna help you create a successful business in the long run, trust me. This leads us to the second question, which is, is there room in the industry? And what differentiates you from your competitors? There are always industries that need people and businesses and innovators, and it's much easier to start a successful business in these fields. More often than not though, when you start looking, you're gonna find that the industry that you're interested in getting into is actually super saturated, but don't give up there. Instead, move on to the second part of the question, which is what differentiates you from your competitors? And this is an awesome question because it really prompts you to get creative and to problem solve for your customers. Look at what the other businesses are doing, think about the gaps that they're leaving, and ask yourself how you could do it differently or how you could do it better. I'll give you an example from my background in starting off running a wedding photography business. I was my 
second business, basically. First really successful business. Now, wedding photography is an incredibly saturated industry. It seems like everybody and their uncle is a wedding photographer. So I looked at what I could do differently and how I could do it better. And what I found was that a lot of wedding photographers think of themselves as artists and they let their creativity override the need to also run a good business and create a good experience for their clients outside of the gallery of wedding photographs that they deliver. They take jaw-dropping photos, but the customer experience outside of that can sometimes be forgotten. So I decided to focus on doing things like setting up systems so that my clients received prompt email replies or never having to wait for their galleries because my editing queue got too long. I followed up with them. I sent emails and sent resources that preempted the questions that I knew they would have along their planning process. I offered custom design and product printing so that I didn't leave that very important part of the process of printing their photographs to them to do at some questionable consumer print lab where the photographs that I took and that they loved were gonna come out looking terrible. These examples, along with a hundred other little things like this, helped my wedding photography business take off in the first year and receive so many referrals and recommendations from word of mouth alone that I hardly ever had to spend any advertising money and I managed to book every year as full as I wanted to early on. This was all despite the fact that, like I said at the beginning, everyone and their uncle seems to be running a wedding photography business. Moving on to question number three, I want you to perk up your listening ears because this is a really important question to consider. It plays a huge role in why so many businesses fail. And that question is, what is your plan to stay motivated and diligent? The honest to goodness truth of the world is that so many people get excited about an idea and romanticize the final result, but they forget about all the hard work behind the scenes that it takes to get there. When you run a business, you are responsible for everything and you have to think ahead, make plans and stick with them most importantly. This means doing the work every single day, regardless of whether or not you feel inspired or motivated because it's not about inspiration, it's about diligence. And you need to honestly ask yourself how motivated you are to be diligent and to do the work, as well as what you can do to set yourself up for success here, because you don't wake up every morning feeling motivated and ready to do work. So before you quit your job, make sure you're committed to doing the work diligently and consistently day in and day out for however long it takes and prepare yourself for it to possibly take years. It can take a really long time. Decide what you're gonna do to stay motivated and stick with it. I also recommend if you can, finding a group of entrepreneurs who you can connect with, share with, and learn from as you progress because just like in an office environment, these people will help you stay on track and showing up every single day to do what it is you set out to do. Failing to be consistent and do the work and show up for your clients when, where, and how you promised them you would is a huge factor in businesses going under. So ask yourself this question honestly and think of systems that will help set yourself up for success to keep you honest and on the ball. Now, the next questions are gonna be based on reviewing your finances because running a business is really, really hard if you can't get the finances right and it's 
way more involved than just managing your personal finances and letting your employer manage your taxes for you. So the fourth question to ask yourself is, do you have the money set aside to support yourself while you launch your new business? Most businesses take a bit of time to grow and to scale up to being profitable. That's normal. And you can manage this in two different ways. First, you can keep working on your business as a side hustle while you're keeping your other job until it's making enough money for you to go ahead and quit your job. If, however, you're determined to quit as soon as possible to focus all of your energy on your business, which I totally get, then please make sure that you've set aside an appropriately sized cushion of cash to support yourself with until your business becomes profitable. To do this, calculate what your monthly living expenses are, then set aside however many months worth of money you think you'll need in order to see your business through that startup phase. Then keep in mind that everything takes longer than you think it will when you're starting a business. So if you can, take that amount of time you think you'll need to support yourself for and then double it. I'm so sorry. I know it might seem like a lot of money to save, but this is gonna give you the financial freedom to not stress, to not burn yourself out, and to have to close your doors early because you're hemorrhaging money and you haven't got the business to a place where it's profitable enough yet to bring in enough cash flow to keep it going. Moving on to question number five, which is similar, and that question is, do you have the money you'll need to successfully launch your business? Most businesses require some sort of cash outlay to get started, whether that's for something as big and expensive as product development to something relatively inexpensive like running a website. Take the time to plan out what you'll need to start your business and how much it's all gonna cost. Don't just blindly jump in and hope that you'll have enough money to get the ball rolling. Plan for your success and start saving up a business launch fund now. This is gonna allow you to spend the money that your business needs to get started because you will need some money and things are just gonna take so much longer to start if you're trying really hard not to put any money at all into it. Trust me, I have been there. Also, just in case you're thinking of cheating just a little bit, do yourself a favor and make sure that the money you need to launch your business is kept separate from the money you need to pay your living expenses while you're starting your business. These are two entirely different funds. Don't overlap these two areas or you'll find yourself running out of money really quickly and having to make really unfortunate decisions like if you should pay to keep your website up for another year or whether you should pay your rent this month and that just sucks. From here, question number six is, are you willing to pivot your business idea? Now, what I'm gonna tell you next is extremely, extremely important to get into your head. And that's that it's completely okay if your business doesn't work out in its first iteration. That doesn't mean that some version of your business isn't gonna work out or that your next idea won't be a huge success. It's totally normal if you don't hit on the perfect version of your business right out of the gates. Where people can get themselves into trouble though is when they steadfastly stick to their idea because that's what they want to do while their potential customers are over here on the sidelines screaming about what they actually want and need and will buy. Always remember the business is about what you can do for your customers, not just doing what you wanna do and expecting other people to pay you for it. So when you get started, talk to your customers, listen to them, read their reviews, see what they're saying about similar businesses and pivot your idea to meet their needs if you have to. 
One of my favorite examples that you might know is the software company called Slack. That company started out as a gaming company. It was started by some avid gamers and that's what they did. That's what they loved. That's what they wanted their business to be all about. But they realized that what they had created wasn't working well in the gaming world, but could have other really useful applications. So they pivoted into an office communication messaging platform and became hugely successful. They weren't so tied to their original idea that they went down with the proverbial ship. Instead, they looked at what they created, they listened to their research and their customers, and they pivoted their business to become a huge success. So remember Slack, maybe write this little anecdote down next to your desk, pin it up there, and remember this. From there, the seventh and final question to ask yourself is, will your business revenue cover your salary and other benefits that you're losing, like dental insurance or retirement account matching programs. Most people are used to receiving benefits from their job, like dental coverage or RRSP contribution matching programs. When you're self-employed, you don't have any of these benefits, but you still need them. Just now, you need to provide them for yourself. And so many people think of running their own business in terms of being able to earn the equivalent of their corporate salary. But you actually need to be able to make at least that and then more unless you wanna do without things like visits to the dentist and retirement savings plans. Take stock of the benefits that you have right now, assign a cash value to them, and then make sure that your business plan accounts for you being able to provide these benefits for yourself when you need them. Now again, I don't wanna discourage you from the entrepreneur lifestyle. I love it and I think that way more people should be innovating and dreaming and starting businesses that will contribute to the world. I also think that a lot of people are enamored with the glamour of being an entrepreneur and they could create very successful businesses, but they don't necessarily put enough thought and planning in before they decide to quit their jobs and dive headfirst into running their startup. Lots of people say things like, not everyone's cut out to be an entrepreneur, which it can be true, but I truly believe that so many of the businesses that fail could succeed if they took the time to ask themselves these seven questions to plan ahead and to make sure that their financial plan was solid before they got started. So hopefully this helps you if you've been thinking about starting your own business. I wanna finish off by saying that you can absolutely do it. I know you can, just please, please make sure that you make a plan first. Feel free to leave any comments or questions that you have for me down in the description for this episode. If you're interested in starting your own business, uh, I have tons of entrepreneurial resources that I can share for you, so or share with you, so ask your questions down below. And if you're an entrepreneur, then help other people out and drop your own little nuggets of self-employed wisdom down in the comments section as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you liked this video. Also like the episode if you found this helpful and I can't wait to see you right back here with me next Monday. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the How to Adult Show podcast. Our goal is always to make your life just a little bit easier so you can find today's show notes, links, and free downloads all in one place on our website blog at www.howtoadultschool.com. 
If you like today's show, please remember to subscribe and leave a review. If you found today's lesson helpful, in addition to leaving a review, which I am immensely grateful for, you can also share this episode with a friend or family member. This is the best way to keep passing financial education on to other people and sharing the knowledge and the wealth, which is what we're all about. So hit subscribe, leave a review, and I'll see you next Monday with a brand new episode of The How to Adult Show.